What's up, world, and welcome back to the Vibes and Stuff Podcast, where hip-hop heads discuss hip-hop topics. On this show, we'll discuss some of the hate that ASAP Rocky has been receiving for a Vogue cover. Then we'll go back 10 years to the year 2013 and revisit some of the year's albums and moments in hip-hop and debate whether or not 2013 was indeed the worst year in hip-hop. Then the crew will share some of their dream MC and producer combinations and name producers and rappers that we would love to see put out at least one album together. Then for our album Face Off, we'll be putting Foundation by Brand Nubian against Let's Get Free by Dead Prez and weigh in on which album was better and why. And then the crew will share what they've been bumping for the week. So with that, please kick back and enjoy the show. Well, if it isn't the most diabolical hater this side of the Mississippi. And to you, so-called beautiful. <laughs> oh, man. What's good, bro? Good over here. You sound like you are uh, barely holding on, man. Yeah, yeah, I was much worse earlier in the week, man. I had yeah. to. I thought I, I thought I caught the Rona, man. I really did. But uh, after three negative tests, they figured it was something else. So they put me on some antibiotics and, uh, you know, been, been trying to bounce back ever since. But yeah, something, something out my way has definitely been going around. I, I was vomiting and everything. Oh, man. Yikes. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but I'm back on my feet. Good. Somewhat. Good. Just getting some more tea and dark liquor in me. That's always a deal. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> Bottom little, little, little ginger ale and some, some tussin. Beat anything. Some, some, some lane, you know. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, right, what's good with you? <laughs> oh man, I'm chilling. Starting to starting to pick up uh, the busy season at work now, so. Ooh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, so you you work in yeah, mainly in education, right? Like, yeah. Or, or should I say, training? <clears throat> you know, certain individuals. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So whenever whenever there is a hiring boom, I get busy. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Hey, gotta pay the bills, man. I ain't tripping at all. Busy is good. Exactly. You know I mean, <laughs> I mean they gonna keep paying me. <laughs> right, right, dude. But uh, let's get right into this hip hop, man. Vince is going to be coming in shortly. But uh, man, this is this is a story. It's it's kind of a few days old. But did you hear about like certain corners of the internet kind of hating on this Vogue cover that was done with ASAP Rocky and and Rihanna with their with their baby? I hadn't heard like. The, the beginnings of it, I've heard people comment on it. So I, I, I'm aware that, you know, some backlash exists, but I didn't actually see any of it. Okay. Did you see the actual cover? I did. Okay. What, what did, what, when you saw the cover, were there any specific thoughts that came to mind for you? Like, I saw a family. Or covert. I saw a family. Yeah. Like, it, 
<laughs> this is a black family. That's all I saw. And of course, Rihanna's going to be in the front because she's a bigger star. Of course. But I don't think there was any hidden messages in that. Yeah, I didn't see any either. I'm looking at the um, photo now, or the cover, I should say. And people are, or not, I shouldn't say people, certain people are decent. Exactly, hoteps. At, at this point, just come out and say you hate black women. Like, just, man, man, it's it. <laughs> Cause we see it. Let's come out and say it. You know, it's 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 okay. Don't like, own it. Like like it's been a long time coming, but they're saying that she's in the forefront as a masculine woman, and he is in the background as a submissive feminine man. And her face looks hard, and his face looks soft. But like you, dude, I just saw a family, a black family. And a black father hugging and loving on his baby. Like, that's it. What's wrong with that? It's like, okay, so what? She's in the forefront. Have you ever cracked open a Vogue magazine? You know who Vogue is for? Right. It's, it's for women. So why wouldn't the woman be the focus of the shot? It's just. And again, she's the bigger star, especially for the Vogue audience. Like, a lot of them only would know who ASAP Rocky is in relation to Rihanna. Yeah. Yeah. It ain't like this was the source. What up, hey, people? What up, Vince? What's what up? What up? What up? Ah, uh, nothing much, man. Just, just on the grind, man. Hey, but I do got something to say about what you guys are talking about. Oh, please, please dive in. So, the, are, are you all are you all aware that ASAP Rocky is is high in the fashion? Like he's well known in the fashion industry. Indeed, yeah. That's, I knew he was into fashion. I didn't know anybody knew him in fashion. Oh yeah, he's he's uh he's well known. He's modeled some actually, like you know, like the runway type stuff. Mm. Um, so like he would be known separate from her, but he he's known more because of her. That's definitely true. But I agree with you all. I'm like I see I see both sides. Cause y'all know how I am. Y'all know I can sit on the fence and just look at both points and see which one makes the most sense. Y'all know I can do that. Indeed. So Indeed. like- you, you 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 like to take it all in first? Well, yeah, yeah, cause it's just like, you know, an excuse to crackling in the background. Um, she cooking crack. Handling, <laughs> handling family business at the same time. Um, so like he, He's he has feminized himself in in some way. You know, he wear he wears just skirts and stuff, and he's worn dresses and things of that nature. So, like, my question is, if what what some of these people are saying is true, why is it news? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not. Oh, you're you're saying if they if they've been paying attention this whole time, then yeah, they, like why why is this even news? Yeah, this wouldn't have been a thing to set them off. Well, see, that's the thing, like whether whether they they are or they're not i get the feeling that they are not based on what you just said um you know it's just i i see nothing wrong here and it's just like it's these are the same niggas who were like that's why i'm not going to go see wakanda forever because because it was all about the black woman and they replacing us and that's why i didn't go see the woman king and it's like now they're trying to pick apart this vogue cover and it's just like geez just like just get off it, man. Like, like doing, doing too much. It's not that right. deep, you know. Right. And I'm going to applaud any any black man who poses on any cover with his family and who is, you know, kissing their son, their infant son. You know, it's like 
and she's pregnant with the other kid. So like, what is what is effeminate about him being with Rihanna, having two kids with Rihanna? You know what I mean? It's like, what's so feminine about that? I I would love it. I would, I, I, you know, get fired. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I get fired here. You know, <laughs> but he's in a position that a, that a lot of niggas would be envious of. You know, and it's just, I don't know, man. It's just to me, it's just hating for hate's sake. Work. I mean, Shout out I, to Silky Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. some, some some women are, are voicing the same opinion, but yeah. once again, it's like I just feel like uh, these guys that are doing it, like when you when you do it too much, too aggressively, it's like you overcorrect what you feel is is going on, and you start to to sound just like the opposite side that you're trying to defend against. Mm. And it's like, you guys just need to calm down. You know, like, why? Like, why is it such a surprise? Even if it was true, because I honestly don't think too much of the of the um, picture, to be honest. I just think um, ASAP has always been the guy that, you know, he's, he hasn't he's not he doesn't have the most masculine body language anyway so like it wasn't like he was trying to do anything it's just his body language you know what i'm saying yeah yeah i mean and 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 dudes who are on that wavelength that he's on you know we're, we're pushing the boundaries of fashion and stuff like that and rocking stuff that blurs gender lines that's that's not necessarily new you know um we we, we saw it with with you know those hair rock bands in the in the 80s we saw it with prince we saw it with boy george like this is this is not new you know so it's just it's just something that's a little in, innate and intrinsic with it when it comes to the you know the entertainment world and the, in the music world so that, that's kind of how i look at it too it's like we've we, we, we we've seen this before we've been down this road before with, with fashion and, and and you know male performers and or music performers and you know we've just been down this road before and again i don't think that that particular image is the one that makes the case for it i think it's you know it boils down to to hate like you said now there could be a conversation to be had about imagery like at large and is there um a concern there and I, I think that's a conversation worth having but in this particular instance you grasping at straws and if you were in fact trying to make a point like you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot by using this as an example you sound you look crazy yeah yeah indeed yeah, it's, 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 it's not it's not it's it's not obvious enough for you to be like, see, see, this is exactly what I'm talking about. No, it's, you, it, it has to be, but what's the phrase? Glaringly obvious, but it's not, it's not. So you can't, I don't think, I don't think it should even been said so loud. Yeah, yeah, but find, find another cause, man. There's, there's some real, real mess going down right now in terms of like books that they're trying to get banned out of schools and curriculums that they're trying to get get banned from being taught you know and erasing history and stuff our history it's just we just got way bigger issues to worry about than a vogue cover you know 
or whatever, you know, imaginary hotep subconscious messaging you think it's trying to convey. You know, it's just we just got bigger issues. You just ain't woke, brother. Hey, man. And I, I guess I ain't woke then. I, t- I took an ambient. <laughs> y'all know my phrase with that. It's like, y'all not woke yet. You got insomnia. Go back to sleep. <laughs> saying things at this point. You so woke. But but on another note, man, real quick, have you all seen this this cannabis interview or bits and pieces of this cannabis interview that just dropped on uh, Math Hoffa's podcast? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't see it. In, I didn't see it like <laughs> that. It dropped as a full interview yet, but I saw it. I saw the it pieces that I that I needed to see. <laughs> right, the piece yeah, they, that the piece that people are discussing. <laughs> well, wh- which one are you referring to, Jamel? The the infamous uh, eating line. Oh, Which? I didn't catch that one yet. Oh, okay. I didn't oh, catch I didn't that, one. that one either. I don't think I got well, that one either. This is why I hate children when they, when they try to discuss hip hop because they're trying to you know litigate the line in second round knockout. Like uh, you might oh. get more cash than me, but you ain't got the skills. Oh, that's such, that's such, that's such. I'm like, nah. Nobody was saying that back when that song dropped. Correct. Nobody. And that's basically what he said. And it's, it's, I mean, language will evolve, right? Especially if you're talking about slang. It didn't mean the same thing at the time. Um, that was the part that I saw. I, I know that there was a full interview, but th- that was the only clip that I caught. Okay. Okay. I, I, I've caught a couple of them. I, I last left off on the one where he was explaining the Eminem beef and why he didn't really go at Eminem head on because the LL Cool J beef had played out so horribly and you know he started getting blackballed and stuff and how he kind of tried to come at Eminem in a roundabout way which just came off very weird with that with that whole stand track and then he was saying that like you know you got to understand Eminem is a is not just a rapper or a brand he's an institution you know and and you know he's feeding a lot of mouths so you know somebody like me coming at him like they could kind of they could kind of quell that real quick he said he would he would have a performance scheduled somewhere where they're going to pay them they're going to pay him 7500 to perform and they would call him at the last minute and cancel the performance because Interscope made a call and said we'll pay you twice as much we'll give you 15 grand to not have cannabis perform mm. so if you're a venue you know what i mean of course of course right. you're gonna take the money right you which know? is kind of dumb though because you're gonna make that 15 grand that night just in in ticket sales and, and liquor sales yeah, yeah but but you you're also still- i guess have to curry favor with with the larger institution because it's you know if you say no then Interscope would be like, all right, well, you know, my next artist is not performing your venue. Um, right, right, that too. I can see that. that. I can see that. So he was having to deal with stuff like that, you know, and I'm like, wow, like, that's... That's interesting. Yeah, that's pretty grimy. And know? it seems, I mean, I don't know Eminem from Adam, but he, he strikes me as an <laughs> MC. Like, he definitely became larger than life but i think at his core he was a rapper and i i imagine that's more of the labels doing than his because it seems like he would you know want to want the opportunity to get in the ring that's that that's where he cut his teeth and he you know subject matter aside 
that's kind of what he's always done and, and still to some degree kind of does just not as well as he used to yeah yeah uh, well I, I think I, he didn't say it was Eminem yeah doing this stuff he, he basically just said it was it was the label that, that Eminem was tied to and uh, you know different you know subsidies you know thereof but uh, yeah yeah that was some of the stuff that he was dealing with but yeah it was a it was a very just interesting you know behind the curtain uh interview uh and i i can't wait to get into the part that you you were talking about uh <laughs> jamil and uh just just find out kind of some other things you know because uh he, he's he's cannabis had a very just bizarre career like yeah you know he came out and his his brand was hot man it was like nobody could, could could deny the skills this dude had like people were like myself were buying other artists albums just because they had a cannabis feature on it right you know like like cannabis started that you know so for him his his career to have gone so south so quickly it was just yeah it is bizarre you know it really is bizarre but now that you mention it that makes sense that label politics would have played a part in it. I didn't even think about how that would have happened with LL, but obviously that's what happened, right? Because I mean, LL was a legend in his own right, but Cannabis was right. Like he had the same skill set, just bar for bar. He couldn't, he couldn't, couldn't mess with dude like that. But no, he had the, the he had the, the the cachet in the industry, and you know, Def, Def Jam machine and all that entails. Right, right. He was a legacy act, really, at that point, LL. Mm-hmm. You know, um, even even in '98. You know, but yeah, because uh, that album was awful. He put out. Yeah, they talking about that goat album. No, that too. I'm talking about phenomenon that the four three two one out uh, track was born. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it was, it was, yeah, it was lacking. It was definitely lacking. It was, it, it was better than that goat album, though. Oh, Goat was awful. Goat has two redeeming qualities, maybe three. It's the the skit that come on before the track with uh, Meth and Red, and that song with Meth Red and DMX. Oh yeah, yeah. And the intro and track, I, intro track was hot. Is that was that uh, Ill Bomb? Might have been. Yeah, I can see that, man. Yeah, but outside of that, y'all, it was it was Cheeks, man. It was that the album was Cheeks. <laughs> oh, so did you all did you all happen to observe cannabis and the, the awkwardness that he has socially? Yeah, yeah, somewhat, somewhat. Uh, oh, I think that I think that lent to like what happened with his career. It's like, um, like the dude. I don't know what parts you all have seen all together, but the dude that asked him if he could have the same tattoo of the mic that LL, he asked LL if he could have a tattoo as well. And I'm like, you, you thought that was a good question to ask? Like, but wasn't like it a, that, wasn't it a bar that he used to say that in like bigging him up? Well, no, no, this no, was no, actual, he, he, no, this no, was he literally, he, yeah, he literally asked LL, like, can he get the, the mic tattoo? The iconic microphone tattoo. That's a pretty thing to do. Just, I'm, well, I'm sorry. Sorry. That's that's not what well, I meant. That's a pretty silly I, I, thing to do. I know exactly what you mean. I know the Chicago <laughs> slang, what that means. <laughs> right. Not everybody but, uh, did, though. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But I mean, like, think about like how awkward that is. Like, like you don't know you shouldn't ask that question, right? Like, well, he was thinks- tattoo. He was blaming it on his youth and his inexperience because he's like, man, I'm like 19. You know, I'm starstruck. You know, I'm LL was the man. You know, I could kind of see a young man making that kind of mistake. You know, kind of. I was 19 once. I wouldn't have done that. Yeah, I might have. I might have. I might have bigged him up like, "Yo, the tattoo is ill." I wish I thought of that. He actually said, "Do you mind if I get the tattoo just like you got something?" I'm paraphrasing, but basically that. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Like, I think part yeah, of that lens, that's, that's like terrible. part of that, <laughs> yeah, but part of that lends to his lack of awareness when he's writing his lyrics as well. Like. Mm. Like you wrote a verse on somebody's song talking about the person on the song. Like, how don't you know? <laughs> how how don't you know you shouldn't do that? Well, he 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 threw a bar at LL. Like it wasn't about LL. It was a bar like about borrowing the, the microphone and the dude, blah blah blah. It wasn't a whole verse. I, I can I can see that myself. I can see him admiring the tattoo you know what i'm saying because cannabis as you know he has a mic tattoo so uh yes yes he does and and you know i yeah if 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 you want to get your own just get your own you know what i mean but yeah i wouldn't have asked him like i would have just like yeah just got, got my own version of it you know yeah but it looks very similar like if not it's the same thing like why the only difference is that there's a fist holding mic yeah, it's just like, come on now. You know, so yeah, I, I I can see I can see a young man making that mistake. You know, but hey. You're very lenient. <laughs> and I, and I, right. I can respect it though. I can respect it. We talking about the rap game here. Like, there's a way to do things. Like, you got some rappers, some artists, they come to let you know. Look, look at what Kendrick Lamar did on control. That's how you do that. It's not, you know, it's, it's not nothing subliminal. It's like, hey, I'm I'm challenging all of y'all. Do better, you know. And I'm and, you know, I'm gonna prove that I'm the best. That's yeah. that's that's respectable. You yeah. Know? Yeah, I mean cannabis was already that dude. Like he he was getting a name, you know, at that time. So <clears throat> that's true. You know, it it was all just just you know the beef and the battle and everything it was all just just bad timing you know but he 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 talks a lot about what goes on behind closed doors and how labels compete with their artists and this this and that and it's just you know it, it's 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 it was a pretty interesting uh series of eclipse you know i i can't wait for them to drop the whole thing but uh but moving right along man uh i wanted to tackle or get back in a delorean so to speak and shoot back to the year 2013, just 10 years ago. And it's it's three other years that we will be revisiting and discussing that are in contention for a particular distinction. And that is the worst year in hip hop in terms of just music that came out, you know, how the culture was representing, etc. And 2013 does have some some I guess you could say some low points or very few high points. And I want to get y'all's feedback on this, on if you all feel 
2013 is the worst year in hip hop, or at least a contender for the worst year in hip hop. Now, 2013 was a um, it, it was an eventful year for me personally because I that was the year my son was born, and he came nine weeks early, <laughs> and he came nine weeks early on March 2nd, on my actually on my wife's birthday, and you know of course you know he had to stay in the hospital uh, for for a few extra weeks. And, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was a tough time. So my, my, the majority of like my 2013 was kind of just, my head was just wrapped up in like being a new father and, you know, uh, overcoming certain obstacles with him coming early and all of that. So my, my, my head wasn't really in the hip hop game in 2013. So maybe you all's recollection is a little different. Is there anything about that year that sticks out to y'all? Not at all. (laughs) <laughs> like to be honest and I didn't even have time to, to delve into the research but <clears throat> yeah my son was only he, he would have been turning a year old midway into that year because he was born in June 2012 okay. so I was too busy trying to figure out how to be a dad <laughs> you know so like my mind was kind of preoccupied as well but nothing nothing stands out monumentally about 2013 okay okay what about you Jamil um I had to go back and look at some of the albums that had dropped because there was nothing that was really standing out to me but as I looked at the list there were a lot of albums that did come out that you know were kind of memorable not all memorable for good reasons though (laughs) for example uh this was the year of Yeezus Yes, it was. And and his subsequent media tear. Right. Media tour, I should say. The infamous You Ain't Got the Answer Sway interview was it was this year. Mm-hmm. Uh Jay-Z dropped that uh Samsung CD. <laughs> Seemed like a um, good idea at the time. Right. It didn't didn't quite hit. Uh but we also got Born Center that year. And the okay. first run of jewels. Uh, uh, this was this was Quali's uh, venture into um, starting to do them weird collabs he was doing. I think this is the album where he did the Gucci collab on a Prisoner of Consciousness. Oh wow, that was this year. Yep. What else? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I have a hard time going with this as the worst year, um, just because there's you know hip hop has some very dark years <laughs> in the. <laughs> And as they say, the early aughts. Yes, it did. Um, but this one, this 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 year has some redeeming qualities for sure. But it wasn't. Uh, I don't think we had any classic albums come out this year that I can recall. Well, I'm gonna revisit that 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 try to make that dis- you know discuss that. Um, now here is a list of of the highest selling albums from hip hop albums from 2013 number one was the Marshall Mathers LP2 which was decent you know no no classic but he he definitely he definitely was in his bag for that one nothing was the same by Drake number two number three Jay-Z Magna Carta Holy Grail which you know was not a good Jay-Z album Uh, number four Yeezus We've already discussed that one. 
Um, number five, Born Center by J. Cole, which was decent. Some some people, like Jerome, will argue that it's a classic. It's it's not a classic, but it's a good album. Lil Wayne, I'm Not a Human Being 2, at number six. I don't even know. When he was singing, that was that, uh, I feel like dying on there. Yeah, it might have been. I don't remember anything from I'm Not a Human Being 2. Mm hmm. Number seven, Wale, The Gifted. I don't really remember that one either. I love Wale. I mean, so. I remember it, but I don't remember what was on it. I, I remember I remember him talking about it, Wale. Like, I'm talking about how there wasn't enough people talking about it, but, <laughs> you know, that, that's all I really remember. Number eight, we got ASAP Rocky, Long Live ASAP. Um... I kind of remember that one. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was standard. Your know, standard fare for a- ASAP. Like it wasn't anything groundbreaking about it. Number nine was Kid Cudi with Indica. I, I don't remember liking that at all. I don't even think I heard that one before. I'm just. I'm just. I've come to the term. Come to terms with the fact that like I'm just not a Kid Cudi fan. Like I like him on other people's songs, but mm-hmm. like trying to sit through a whole album of him i'm just not with it i like i've tried i've tried at least two maybe three times and it's like each time i'm just like yeah i, I can't get with this and Wait, then you don't like suicide music what's wrong with you <laughs> no no i can't get i can't get with it next one uh or number 10 Mac Miller watching movies with the sound off. I remember this one getting the rave reviews, and then I remember hearing it and kind of not yeah. not liking it, and kind of wondering what the hype was about. Yeah, I wasn't you on Mac Miller what, yet. You know what the hype was about? Yeah, we we do, we do. And I don't hate Mac Miller. Don't don't take it. No, bad he's 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 got good music. He's, he's actually high. a pretty dope MC. Just had them habits, unfortunately. Yeah, and it's just this this wasn't the album that was gonna win me over. But th- those are the top ten selling albums, right? Hip hop albums from 2013. Out of all of them. Yeah, I don't think there's a classic in here. But to be fair, I don't think that is gonna be indicative of quality music is the top selling hip hop albums because I mean you could look at any year. And most of your top 10 albums are not going to be the ones that the heads are going to look for. Like, it's, it's, it's got to get into the radio friendly or, or pop atmosphere for it to reach those levels. Or at least be an act that is, like, consistently on people's minds like that. So, yeah, so that's it, true. Out of these top 10 albums, the best ones to me are, are probably the Eminem, the uh, Marshall Mathers LP2 and the J. Cole Born Center. And I don't consider either one of these a classic. So not surprising, not surprising. So I decided to look up what were the most highestly or uh, highestly, that ain't a word. What, what were the highest critically reviewed hip hop albums from that year as well? Uh, according to Metacritic, the top 10 hip hop albums. So number one, we have Run The Jewels. Makes sense. Number two, we have Chance the Rapper with Acid Rap. Also makes sense. I didn't realize that was 2013. <laughs> Number three, we have Kanye West with Yeezus. Go figure. Number four, we have Danny Brown with Old. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Number five, we have Earl Sweatshirt with Doris. Number six. Never heard that one. You did hear that one. How was it? I said I never heard that one. Oh, you never heard it. Okay, okay. Um, number six, we have uh, Earl. I'm sorry. Number six, we have Pusha T. My name is my name. Okay. Nah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that album. Uh, number seven, we got Drake. Nothing was the same. <laughs> Number eight, we have Ghostface Killer with 12 Reasons to Die. That was kind of a weird one. It was. It was. I'm, I'm going to comment on that in a sec. Number nine, we had the first Zarface album, uh, the collaborative mm-hmm. album between 7L, Esoteric, and Inspector Deck. Uh, and then number 10, we have ASAP Rocky again with Long Live ASAP. So these were the top 10 reviewed albums. Any classics in here? I, I, I see one. Just one, and that's that's the run of jewels. Run of jewels. Yeah, uh, yeah. A, a lot of people consider Chance's acid rap a classic. What, what do y'all? What yeah. Do y'all say? Well, 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 yeah, because he he instituted something different. Like that that sound was definitely different, and um, what he was doing was was different. So, and he did that effectively. That album was that's a good album. I and, agree. That yeah, was I, good. What did he do that was different, though? Um. Well, the man's voice is obviously different. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I'll give you that. But as far as what he was doing with it, like as far as the the sing songy things, like that had been done. Well, you know, then he also had a lot. Of, he had that praise music. Mm-hmm. You know, like he brought that to the forefront. Like I'm not saying it wasn't being done, but. Um, not to not to that level. I see yeah, he like he brought that to the forefront. He made it he made it a pliable way to write a song because you know you started to see other people adopting beats production similar to that, um, mm. and it, it had an influence you know because of that album. So I can I can I can I can allow it. But it's not one of those obvious situations. It's like you can, I think you can talk talk the album into being a classic more than it just I, being something like definite. I think I think acid rap is more of a classic for Generation Z than it is for millennials. Now, you know, I, I could be wrong, but I, I don't know. I just get that feeling. Well, no, that's definitely true. Because, you know, it does. It is based off of generations to some degree, too, because... I know some kids listening to hip hop now would would give wouldn't give some classics classics like it's some people that don't like Run DMC. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah, I'm it's too uh, it's, it's too <laughs> far it's yeah, it's too it's too far gone. It's too far away from what rap has evolved to for some people to like really enjoy it. But they got some songs, boy. It's undeniable, man. That's real. They were rock stars. Beat, but, beats to the rhythm. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. <laughs> you can't tell but, me I that. Mean, they, their, production, their production is, is what saved a lot of what they were doing. And I mean, they just had a presence, but like lyrically. Uh, okay. I, I hear what you're saying. But back then, you know what's funny is when hip hop started, the, the MC or the rapper that they say now, was to accompany the DJ. Then it evolved. It switched over to where the focus became the MC. I mean, yeah, yeah. That we 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 know 
yeah, we know that history. I just with with Chance, it's 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 I, I see the appeal with him to an extent. I just I don't necessarily want to listen to a whole album of him. Like I could take him in doses. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. And it's the voice, the voice. In doses, he's a laugh. I find him hilarious. You know, but you know, am I like, am I like on my way to work? Man, I really want to hear acid rap by Chance the Rapper. Like, I just, I'm not, I'm not going there with him. Pusha T, my name is my name. How does, how does that, how does that rank Vince amongst his other albums? Uh man, that's hard to say. Pusha T is number three. <laughs> No, it's Pusha T to me is an enigma. It's it to me he's an enigma. He just he comfortably exists within the hip hop genre. Like he is a you know he's he kind of stands on his own. Like, but you might be right, Jamil. Yeah, you might be right. It's definitely not better than it's not better than Daytona, and it's definitely not better than um. Why can't I think of it? The one he just dropped. Uh, it's almost dry. It ain't better than either one of those. No, you're definitely right. Daytona was... If Daytona was any longer, it wouldn't be as good as it was. I, I really like... Like, that seven song, that short format that they did worked perfectly for for Push. Yeah. What it about... It work for, for Kid Cudi, though. Or... or, or uh, yeah. No. What, <laughs> what would you all say about Drake's album, Nothing Was The Same? It was the same. It was more of the same. <laughs> more of the same. <laughs> this was this was kind of around the time he started making the same album over and over again. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I'm not saying that there's not a, a a a handful of good tracks on here, but for it to make the noise it made, and for it to be one of the highlights of the year, yeah, this was a slim year. Now the Ghostface Killer, Twelve Reasons to Die. I remember that because the production was so different. And left the center. I think he got Adrian Young to do the production on there. And I was, I enjoyed the album, but I was, I was expecting a way darker experience. And the album played out kind of bluesy to me. And I was yeah. expecting just a different tone, especially when you look at the, the album cover and then the name of the album, you know. Um, and, and 12 Reasons to Die, it's kind of like on the lower middle tier of like, Ghostface albums for me, like it's not down in the basement with Wizard of Poetry and uh, Apollo Kids, but it's I like it's like, like Wizard of Poetry. Hey man, for the, for I'm, the the wrong person. I'm the wrong person to talk about this. <laughs> I'm the wrong person. I haven't heard that album. So I'm a, I'm a Ghostface aficionado. <laughs> yes, def definitely. You would you would like you would like uh, Wizard of Poetry. You, I think you would you know enjoy what? that one. Vince, I do think I'll try, I'll try it out. I do think you would like Wizard of Fortune, honestly, because you're an R&B fan too. Um, mm -hmm. But Twelve Reasons to Die, yeah, it was, it was, it was better than Apollo Kids and Wizard of Poetry to me, but still not as good as like. Uh, it wasn't even good, as good as Thirty Six Summers or Forty Eight Summers, whichever. Oh, I forget the name. Thirty Six Seasons. There you go. Yeah, it definitely wasn't as good as that. Um, I'm trying Wizard of Poetry out tomorrow, and I'm going. I'm going to give you a chance again. Yeah, check it about, out. Um, check it out. About about uh trying out albums. Check it out. <laughs> check it out. <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm co-signing this one. I'm co-signing this one. This is a this is a good one. Okay, cool. 
Check it out. But yeah, yeah. Far, far from a classic. Far from what I was used to getting from Ghost. To me, it wasn't even as good as hitting darts. A Wallaby champ, you know. Mm. And the Czar face was dope, but only only backpackers, you know, really heard the Czar face, you know. So. Mm-hmm. And, and while I do think Czar face is a really really good album, I, I would not. I can't really put it a classic status. Just not yet. at all. Yeah, not at all. You know, may, maybe a nine out of ten album. You know, if that's your brand of hip hop, but no, nah, no, nah, I wouldn't call it a classic. So yeah, man, I don't know, man. This year looks pretty bad. Like, <laughs> I don't the more know. We talk about it. You're right. <laughs> the more we talk like, about it. <laughs> but I still think that there was there was enough good music that came out. They may not have been represented on those lists. But even the ones that, that did come out on our list that we talked about, you know, you got some really solid projects. So we just spent time talking about Chance and whether Acid Rap was a classic. We could go either way, but at least we know it was a good project. Um, Tyler dropped a decent project that year. Running Jewels we just talked about, which basically, you know, sparked the empire. Um, Mac Miller was doing his thing. I think the game just is a little different than it, than it had been before. And... I don't know. I think there were definitely worse years than that. Like, I would say like 2004 to 2008 ish are probably objectively worse than, than 2013. I'd say just off the top of my head. No, <laughs> I, I would. I would say look, looking at like like the underground was blowing up in 2004, 2005. Now 2006, 2007. Yeah, it gets a little iffy. Right. Um, another year in contention is 2014. So, yeah, it almost. I mean, it was a, it was a while. Like I think up until about 2017, it was it was, it was slim pickings. Hey, yeah. hey, Ian, this is this just made me realize looking at these years and stuff. We we need we one day we can do a segment on it. How there's it's time for hip hop to to definitively have subgenres the the genre has been has become large enough where it's gotten away from the the roots of oh of yeah a, yeah well that's to, that, to, that. to definitely be called something else yeah just that, like that, that conversation has been need to be been had you know like as far as subgenres i know the artists themselves push back on on subgenres but like stuff needs description stuff needs you know what i mean it's like it's like if i go out to a restaurant to get a meal and i or i or i ask my wife hey you want to go out to a restaurant and, and, and grab a bite to eat oh, oh what do you want to eat some food okay well what, what kind of food i know you want to eat food but what kind of food you want to eat chinese food you want to eat italian food you want to eat american food? I like like what kind of food we talking about here and i, I think it's the it's the same way with music and i mean you, you look at the precedent in other genres like jazz and rock and roll, they have subgenres, you know, so yeah. why yeah, why once, once it became large enough once it became large enough, it was able to branch off in other sounds that still is reminiscent to the original sound. But like people just basically if it's if you're rapping on it, it's hip hop. And that's not true anymore. But it is not true. Well, I think I think some artists don't want to be pigeonholed, you know what I mean, or be looked at a certain way, like like oh he's backpacked, so he'll never do a record with this particular artist. 
So I and and that artist might want to work with a Gucci Mane or a Waka Flocka. You know what I mean? But so so they 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 kind of push back on these labels sometimes, and I think that's that's why we don't see a whole a, a, you know a, a, a wholehearted you know embracing of these 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 subgenre labels because because uh, just the artists don't like them. Well, the other thing you got to think about too is now you're talking about dividing resources. Um, I think rock and jazz artists, rock artists in particular, don't necessarily have to worry about their budgets getting cut because they are classic rock as opposed to alternative rock or whatever because they're the labels are still going to support them but if you get you know if hip-hop were to get fragmented like even though it's the largest you know draw of of any of the genres at this point yeah like which i was about to mention it's it still doesn't um it still doesn't get the same support that it should at least not at the foundational level like your your jack harlow's of the world and your drake's of the world you know people that can be packaged up and sold to soccer moms they're gonna get the budget so if it came down to segmenting hip-hop imagine what that's gonna do to an artist that isn't gonna do that you get labeled backpack or conscious or whatever you could forget your budget Oh yeah. yeah, I guess that does make sense. But I mean, I, if it could be, if it could be embraced like Neo Soul was, because Neo Soul came with a vengeance. It was like, no, this isn't R and B. This is Neo Soul. Like, and when you, but when you, I think the artists themselves of, actually hated that label, though. <laughs> it was the fans that pushed that, but the people that were making the music generally didn't really rock with it. That's as, true. As a moniker. Yeah, I read a lot of interviews where they really resented that 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 neo soul labeling. I mean, we knew we knew what neo soul was, and it was like, oh, okay, well, if it sounds like this, I'm probably gonna like it. But yeah, they they definitely did not like that label. Now that you bring it up, you're right. That is that is true. Um, that is true. But they considered Monica neo soul. Monica, huh? really? Yeah. Oh, no, wow. you said no, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I mixed up y'all slang. You said moniker, and I'm thinking oh, you talking man. about Monica. <laughs> I'm like, hold no, on, no, no. <laughs> like, oh, when was this okay. thing? <laughs> like, when was this? When did that happen? You know, I'm like, oh no, no, she heard as it come. Yeah, I'm looking at another website on the best albums of 2013 as well, because hip hop golden age tends to dig a little deeper. You had uh, you had Odyssey, Tangible Dream. You had uh, R-rated Rugged Man, Legends Never Die, Quell and Maker, Beautiful Raw. So you know, but again, these are these are albums that are deeply underground. Um, Arm and Hammer, Race Music. Not to say these ain't you know these aren't good albums, but you know as far as like the the, the mainstream platform, you know it just wasn't. It just wasn't a lot going. It was just it just wasn't. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Because yeah. if, if if it's a lot of dope classic albums that no one has heard, like how can you make a you know what I'm saying? How can you make a, a defense against it? It's like, oh, all these dope albums that most of the population didn't hear because it was underground or something. Like it's hard to make an argument for. Jay Zone, Peter Pan syndrome. <laughs> that was a dope album. 
Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Black Milk, No Poison, No Paradise. Uh, it, so, yeah, it was some stuff that was dropping. It just wasn't um, Blue Brown, The Late Boom, Billy Woods, Dower Candy. Yeah, just some really deep underground stuff that was dropping that year. But, you know, like I said, I, I was, I was kind of... Hip-hop was an afterthought for me in 2013. So... You know, I did kind of want to go back and just kind of dissect the year. Plus, Kanye was sucking up a lot of oxygen with with what he was doing in the media. This was the year that he was really starting to lose it. And, you know, people just would kind of sound right on him, too. You know. Did Life of Pablo drop this year? Or just Yeezus? Ye- just Life Yeezus. of Pablo was next year. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. Might have even been two years after. I can't remember. Okay, yeah, it might have been. But moving right along, man, a topic I wanted to get to, man, um, MC producer combos. Um, now we we've seen in the past and even recently, uh, MC certain MCs paired with certain producers, they just got something special, and or they could create something special together. You know, we we had Black Thought and Danger Mouse with Cheat Codes last year. We had. Nas and Hit Boy in their last four albums. You know, in other in other years we saw collabos with Mad Lib and MF Doom, Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib, Alchemist and just about anybody. <laughs> but I wanted I wanted to pitch this question to you all and get some get some of your just you know just just fan favorite MC producer combos that you all think would work really well. Like one producer, one MC for an album. I have I have quite yeah. a few. Well, you say really well, but I just would love to see it, period. I don't know if it would be good or not. But I would love to see DJ Paul and Nas. Whoa. Huh? For oh, a whole I, would see, I would love to see what happens. For a whole that album. Be, hey, yeah. Eight, eight, nine. Eight, eight, nine songs? Yeah, like a, like a, a, a LP or something? Yeah. Wow, man. Uh, that, that would not be a nice album I would buy. I don't, I, <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I don't know about that. <laughs> I know you don't know, but it, it, I think it'd be interesting. I think Nas definitely could pull it off. Um, and I'm really starting to fall in love with that Tennessee sound, man. Like, like they... <laughs> yeah, I'm really starting to fall in love. Like I'm, I'm a fan of Duke Deuce. Have you have you checked out Tia Kareem? No, I haven't. Um, okay. I'm, I might have heard something of hers, but because uh, the name sounds kind of familiar, but she's I haven't like, searched her out. She she's a chick that sounds like a uh, she sounds like a female Project Pat. Okay, oh, wow. but hey, I like Glow. Oh. I like Glorilla too. I haven't even heard a, a Glorilla song yet. I I, I, I keep meaning that. No, wait, I take that mean, back. Yeah, FNF. I did hear that one song. I I wasn't a fan. I wasn't a fan. But but hey, going like, back to like about DJ Paul, don't get me wrong. The track he did on Freddie Gibbs' last album, probably my favorite song on the album. Hey, that man, they, wait, they know how to, to craft some but that's good because, music. That's because... Freddie Gibbs brand of ignorance matches well with the energy of the track. Yeah. I don't know if Nas could, you know, I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know if he'd rise to the occasion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nah, that would be interesting to see. You know, I think it'd be, I would, it'd be interesting. I would probably listen to like a track. I don't know that I would want a whole album on that though. I could deal. I could deal with eight songs. Um, mm-hmm. But like I said, that's just me. That's just me being creative, like looking at different areas and pe- blending them all together. Because I would love to see Manny Fresh and Snoop Dogg. Now that, yeah, that would work. I that like that. Work. Yeah, sure. yeah I would love to see Manny that. Fresh and Most Death worked uh, for 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 at least one song. I, I was shocked mm-hmm. at how good that song was. Yeah, that uh, that Black Jesus track. Um, you got any Jamil? I do. Um, I got like 10 I got a, uh, I got a. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned uh, most up. I got him on my list. Um, Madlib and and Yasin Bay. I don't know if I want that now. I think if they did it together, because my my issue with the last project was not so much with the production or necessarily the problem was they just didn't feel like it didn't feel like a um, an album it just felt very disjointed but i think if you put them in a lab knowing what both of them can bring to the table i think you know they can come up with some with some magic for sure yeah um, I, I i i i would i would i would be down for that um i also got a uh, hit boy and talib Kweli because if hit boy can can hook Nas up. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I think he could probably do the same for Quali. That feels that feels a little obvious, but kinda, maybe not so kinda. much. Yeah, yeah. I no, kinda, it's it's absolutely I, a, a stolen idea. I would like to see that. I would just like to see that work for about four tracks, and mm. then. And then weigh in because it's like, man, if you if after four tracks they can't really create nothing special, then it, it's probably not meant to be. I would not have thought of putting them two together, Hit Boy and Talib, because Hit Hit Boy's sound is just very it's it's got that old school DNA to it, but it's got that new school gloss to it, you know. And it's like it's almost like it's too good for Talib Kweli because his his flow is so herky jerky. That's what I'm about to say. It might make the man slow down. And take it. That's and what breathe. I was thinking. Like breathe, <laughs> breathe. <laughs> he might do. He might make him do that. So, I mean, or at least bring something different out of him. Man, ain't nobody been able to bring nothing truly special out of Quali since High Tech. I'm sorry. <laughs> you might be right about that. Um, I got uh, the Neptunes and JID. Ooh. Oh, that's a match made in heaven. Man, I didn't think about that. I got uh, got Organized Noise and Cyrock. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Um, Dr. Dre and Twista. Okay. DJ Premier and MC Light. Oh, you in old school. I I was just listening to a podcast with her on it, and her voice is so so dope to me. It is dope. It is dope. Can't front. Man, it is. It really is. Um, and this one just because I think it's funny, mainly because he was uh he was kind of co-signed to her when she first came out, but uh, Q-Tip and Megan Thee Stallion. Mm. Q-Tip oh, on yeah. production. Q-Tip on production. I I listen to that. 
I, I, just to I, see, yeah. just to kind of see what is, would happen with that. Yeah, just see what type of chops she got. Because like, she's mm-hmm. not completely horrible. She ain't horrible. I think she no. just needs a, ch- a challenge. Somebody needs to challenge her to write something substantial. For sure. For sure. Uh, last but not least, I got Alchemist and Buster. Ooh, man, that could go. That could go. In so it could go ways. one way or the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. could go one way or the other yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Go in so many directions. This Alchemist is so. The thing with Alchemist, man, as of lately, like, like hit hit the way Alchemist sounds now sounds totally different from the Alchemist of twenty years ago. Yeah, that's true. That's like, true. I don't know if he's even using the same equipment, but like his sound now is it just feels so much more, for lack of a better word, grown. Mm-hmm. Like like Al- Alchemist makes really really good like lounge music, like lounge hip hop music. Like this is for turning down in the car or in the garage with a drink or at a you know playing shooting some pool. That's that's the vibe I get from Alchemist production now. You know he can, he can knock out some bangers too, most definitely. But yeah, yeah, his he's just he stays working, man. He stays putting out material, like yeah, man. Yeah, I love that man. about him. Yeah, here's another here's another one. Buster. Now I would have I would have thought Hit Boy and Buster. That yeah. could work too. How about um? I don't even know if this has been done or not. So excuse me if I if I err in saying this, but Ninth Wonder and J Cole. Bro, bro, you took one right off my list. I love that one. Well, I don't know, man. I wonder been slipping lately. He has, but I think he would get in his bag for J. Cole. And they both that. from North Carolina. You got to represent, right? Yeah, I didn't think about that part. Honestly, J. Cole and anybody but himself, I'm good with. <laughs> <laughs> you know what else I want to see? I would love to see that knife, knife, and uh, knife and J Cole, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I'll give y'all one more, and then I and then I bow out. I would love to see Dre and Corday, because mm. Corday is something special to me. Like he's a, uh, I think he could he could nail it with some Dre production. Who? Corday. Yeah, you, you know you can't say why why be. You can't say YBN Corday anymore because he don't own the YBN. <laughs> he been uh, that though, but yeah, yeah. No, I, I could see that. I could definitely see that. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Dre and Corday, I think, I think something great, great could come out of that. I only don't want to see it because it would the album would get shelled for like five or six years and then they'll finally forever. Just, <laughs> <laughs> um, now for me, I got quite a few. I got I got Static Selector and Joey B. Mm. Mm. Every time, every time the two of them link up for a track, it is fire, and it's like it's, it's mind-boggling to me the fact that they have not done a whole album together yet. Like, like I, I get it, Joey so, B. Has Joey might not have the, uh, <laughs> he might not have a budget. <laughs> he might not, man. He might not, and it's like I like Joey B.'s albums. You know, I mean, he might have a budget now. He might have a budget now. Yeah, 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 know? yeah. But like. You know, he he works with a lot of different producers, you know, and, and he kind of stays on brand with his particular sound. But man, I really think the two of them could really pump out something special. I mean, they have in the past on individual tracks, like uh, like Carry On Tradition, uh, Super Predator, 
you know, every time they link up, it's fire, man. It's fire. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, I got Apollo Brown and Black Dog. Yep. Mm. Case mm. case closed. Give me that. Yeah, I got Apollo Brown and Black Dog. I also have Apollo Brown and Mervs. Interesting. Now, Apollo Brown and Mervs did one song together called The Pain Is Gone. It's on the Mandela uh, compilation uh, of, of Volume 2 on uh, Mellow Music Group. Bro, it is a phenomenal song. I'm like, yo, the two of them need to hook up for a whole album. It's called The Pain Is Gone. It's the only song they they, they he, he Apollo Brown has done with Mers, but it is fire. Next up, I got Alchemist and Stove God Cooks. Ooh. <laughs> hey, why I, not? I feel I feel like this should have already happened, people. Why I feel like this should have yeah. already happened? Yeah. yeah. And maybe it will happen. Maybe, maybe by maybe. <laughs> Maybe by Kwanzaa this year, I'll get I'll get my Alchemist and Stove God Cooks album. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I'm thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> that'll, that'll, that'll be the perfect cap for my year, man. If I can get an album with those two. Woo. Oh, I'm surprised you all didn't throw any Sayari Kid combos out there. I am too. Yeah, you're right. Him... Him and him and Alchemist would be. That's perfect for him and Apollo Brown. Him and a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Next one and I got. It, go ahead. My bad. It, this my was, bad. this one just popped into my head because it would be weird, but I think it could work. LP and E forty. I think it could work too, bro. It, it can work. It can definitely can work. I think it could work. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got it speaking of LP, I got LP and Billy Woods. I like that one. Mm. Yeah, I got yeah, LP I like and one. Billy Woods. I also have now I don't know. This one, it, I guess it would be contingent on if he steps it up lyrically. I got Pete Rock on on production, West Side Gun on the on the on the rhymes. So if you mean where Westside is going to be like the the curator, and you know, you bring in bringing a squad, then yeah, I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah like as long as we album. don't like a normal Westside Gun album, he would still be on it. He'd still be rapping, and it would right. be chalk full of gas features. But yeah, I, I was as long as we out. don't get a DJ drama, Westside Gun. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fair. I can see that working with P Rock. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah I, w- I would be anxious to see what they could cook up. Oh, um, rap over Pete, Pete Rock beats? Yeah, give me all that. Yeah, bring in the, bring in the Griselda squad. Yeah, yeah, just have at it. Next one, I got DJ Premier and Conway. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He will, he will bring out a different note in Kanye, uh, Conway. He would bring a different thing out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This next one is a little. It's kind of like a a a, 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 a cheat, but whatever. I'm a, I'm gonna go with it. Jada Kiss on the rhymes, but the album will be executive produced by Westside Gun. Fantastic on production. Okay. On production, the Derringer, the Derringer producers, I uh, did the Griselda producers, Derringer, Camouflage. 
Conductor Williams. Give us a nice 10, 11 tracks. Slim tracks with Jada Kiss. I was talking about this with Reggie a few weeks ago, and I was we were talking about how Jada Kiss is a respected MC, but he does not have a classic under his belt. And I think the reason is because on J- on Jada albums, he tries to be all things to all people. He tries to give us something for the gangsters. He tries to give us something for the club and for the ladies. But if he just spit like that street rap, that coke rap that he does best over some Griselda type production, I think you got a classic there. That is a cheat code, though. And just keep right. the formula simple. <laughs> yeah, it is a cheat code. But like, man, that's what that's what I want, man. That's what I want. Oh, that would be that would be beautiful, man. That's what I want to see. If it, ooh, I'm just thinking the locks, not just the Jada album, just the locks over, like as a crew over, over, uh, you know, in-house production from Gazelle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, that yeah. would work. I think that would work like Gangbusters, man. I really do. Like, like instead of him trying to do these, like, you know, these these tracks that sound like they belong on some sort of early 2000s playlist, you know, at the club, like. Jada just needs to stick to that, just that raw, gritty hip hop that he does well, and just be like, man, just I'm gonna just I'm gonna leave everything in the hands of a West Side Gun. Have him pick the beats and what tracks going on here and how they gonna be sequenced. I think you'll have a phenomenal album. Yeah, yeah. I think you have a phenomenal album. Also, another one I got. I got Marco Polo and Rhapsody. Mmm. Interesting. Hmm. I I wonder what change he would make for Rhapsody because it would be there would be something happening. I just wonder what it would be. I think he would give it that raw man. I think he would give it that raw. Like like Marco Polo knows how to soften up his sound at the right moments, you know, and for the right tracks. And she's got a pretty versatile flow too, you know. So I think mm-hmm. she would she would definitely rise to the occasion, but. Man, I would love to hear a, 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 a project with the two of them. I also have ninth, ninth ain't going for that. <laughs> he better, shoot, right? <laughs> shoot, he better. I mean, ninth don't he? He doesn't produce whole albums these days anyway. Like he'll do like half the albums, and then he'll have like Eric G or Crisis do the other half. Mm-hmm. You know, the Soul so, Council. Yeah, the Soul Council, right? You know, shoot, get get, get Marco Polo on the on the on the on the on the boards with Rhapsody, man. I would love that. I also have a producer who's very slept on, but but very dope, Jay Rawls, pairing him up with Fonte. Hmm. And again, I think I would do, like I said, with 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 Jada, do a little brother album. Oh, okay. I think okay. I think, mm-hmm. I, think Pooh, I think Pooh could rock over those too. Hmm. I think he could too. Not not as well as Fonte though, because J. Rawls is very. Uh, yeah, I guess it could work. I guess it could work. Hmm. There's some good combos, man. Extremely jazzy. Yeah. Yeah. I also have Hit Boy and Rakim. Oh yeah, bless. Oh, hey, any listeners of this podcast, if you know Rakim, <laughs> get make sure he hears this. <laughs> Hit Boy and Rakim, man. I, I want to see make that. Sure the, make sure Hit Boy and Rakim hears this. I, I, oh, yeah. Yeah, I need to hear that. Yeah, Hit Boy can't miss, you know, and, and Rakim, you know, Rakim is the god MC, you know, so, you know, the, the rhymes is going to be on point. So, 
yeah, I, I would love to see that. And then lastly, this is kind of the most left field one I had. Mad Lib and Abstract Mind State. I, I, I can see know. that. I could absolutely see that. Because, I mean, they, they're used to old Kanye. And Mad Lib is frankly better. <laughs> yeah, and I would love for the album to be a little weird, too. You know what I mean? Like, And, and, mm. and it would be. Now, some, some wild Melvin Van Peebles uh, <laughs> sampled for the skits or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would love for them to, 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 to do a project together. But um, yeah, man, that's 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 what I got, man. Y'all y'all had some some great combos, man. I great got a couple more. Go ahead, go ahead. I got a couple more obscure ones. Since you did say Saha, I wonder what Just Blaze could do with Saha. I think that would be interesting. Saha or Sayari? No, Saha the Prince. Oh, okay, okay. You said Just Blaze and Saha. Yeah, I wonder what I wonder what he would bring out of Saha the Prince because he Saha does he has a he has a number of styles he he raps fast he raps he does a lot oh absolutely just had, yeah and would, then the I would, one I would want I would want just Blaze to kind of blues it up a little more because it's like just Blaze he he flirts a lot with rock samples and blues samples. But for an artist like Sai High, I would want him to kind of turn it down a little bit, you know, yeah. use more bluesy, jazzy samples. But, but yeah, yeah I, like I, he I did, like Sai, like Sai High song, uh, Barry White, the Barry White track he got. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, right. I think something great could come out of that, man. I think but, just um, make like stadium music. Yeah, he but does. they would, I think they would they would challenge each other though. I think they would challenge each other. Something good could come out of it, you know. But then I got one Sorry, obscure niggas. one. One that's just it might I don't know. It's just obscure. Toby Nuigwe and anybody else. <laughs> but <laughs> but him. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Tony Toby Nuigwe and anybody but him. Uh, he definitely has a a system but yes. i think yes i think yes, it would it would it would bring it would bring him out it would bring something out of because the dude is dope like he's definitely in his own lane but like i would like i would be interested to hear like seven tracks or so of something more like with with more of a traditional production you know who I think would bring something out of him, even though it's like it would be an old sound. I was gonna um, say Pete Rock. I like that. Yeah, but we need to get Texas. we need to get some oh. yeah somebody from Texas. We gotta get them Texas roots to come out. That's what I was thinking. Somebody like like three thousand watt. That's what I'm saying. It's, it would be an older sound, but something like super bass heavy and not well, quite Toby screwed, knew he but, Hey. Toby and Lil John. No, let me, let me stop. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's funny that you say that because I promise you that crossed my mind. But who knows what Lil John is doing these days? I think he's selling insurance or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think. Uh, I the think biggest that hater. It, it, <laughs> 
I may be wrong. I'm pretty Little sure. Little does stunts for Little Richard. <laughs> <laughs> wow. got dolphin teeth. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say whoever you pair with Toby, throw throw um throw Thundercat in the mix. Okay. To give us some of that hmm. down, to give us some that of that bass. bass. Yeah. Hey, there um, you go, yeah, Robert yeah. Glasper, uh, Robert Glasper, Thundercat, handling the production. Well, Anderson Pack. Mm, yeah. Mm. Drums, piano, be, bass. I can see that. People be sleep on uh, Anderson Pack. We giving away ideas for free, man. Man, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> These are some great combos, man. You heard much, it here first. Much like the great combos you can find at treedreamsincorporated.com, a black family-owned business specializing in brownies. They have combinations such as the cinnamon toast crunch brownie, the Oreo cookie brownie, what am I forgetting, the Reese's peanut butter cup brownie, and if you cannot make up your mind on which brownie you would like to, to try, they have sampler packs available. And they do deliver anywhere within the continental United States. And they have same day delivery if you live in Maricopa County, Arizona. So if you are a supporter of the Vibes and Stuff show, I would love for you to support Treat Dreams Incorporated. You can visit their website and order online. It's Treat Dreams Incorporated or T-R-E-A-T-D-R-E-A-M-S-I-N-C.com. So... I had had to work in the plug there. <laughs> and, and get me a couple while you at it. <laughs> had to work in the plug. All right then. Let's let's move right along, man, to our album face off, man. As you know, uh this has been Black History Month. Final week of Black History Month. And uh I wanted to do at least a couple of album face offs that uh reflected the spirit of, of Black History Month. Uh so this week I picked Two more uh, of the blackest albums, you know, known to hip hop. <laughs> we had <That's> true. <laughs> we had Brand Nubian with their album Foundation going up against Dead Prez and their album Let's Get Free. Now, in the corner, in one corner, we with Brown Brand Nubian's Foundation album. This was their fourth uh, studio LP, uh, released September 29th, nineteen ninety eight on Arista Records. Uh, it was somewhat of a reunion album for them as well because this was their uh, first album since Grand Pooba left the group after the the, the uh, One For All album. Uh, it clocks in at 20 tracks in 67 minutes and was produced by DJ Alamo, Diamond D, Lord Finesse, Buck Wild, and DJ Premier. And in the other corner, we have Dead Prayers with their debut album, Let's Get Free which was released February 8th, 2000 on Loud Records and was produced by Dead Prez, Head Rush, and Lord Jamar. Little known fact, Lord Jamar actually discovered Brand Nubian. So, they, I'm sorry, discovered Dead Prez. So they're they are actually kind of a, a offshoot of, of the Brand Nubian brand. Um, and the Dead Prez Let's Get Free clocks in at 18 tracks in 69 minutes. So, I'll give it up to you all. Between Brand Nubian's Foundation 
and dead presses. Let's get free. Which one were y'all feeling more and why? Um, I, I'll go. Uh, hey, I like this one. I, I like this one, Ian. Because, um, you know. I did, too. I did, too. Yeah, I have. Um, I don't know what's wrong with me, man. But, like, I have this affinity for rappers that aren't concerned if they rhyme all the time or not. <laughs> I have a special affinity for the for the Sadat X's and the prodigies of the of the world, you know. Um it's something about that that's just like it makes it's so off pitch sometimes that it makes me focus on what they're saying. I don't know if that's by choice or if that's just how they write, you know. Um but you got you got one album full of old dudes that have been on the block, not necessarily out there doing what they shouldn't be, but they just live, you know, the street dudes. You know, you see them street dudes that be at the at the at the, at the corner store or the bodega, if, you know, since they're from New York. You got that, and then you got the young dudes that are gonna turn into the old dudes. Mm. So you got. <laughs> From from what I, from the way I'm listening to to the to, to the album, because um, mm-hmm. they were talking about a lot of the similar points, just in one in some aggressive, and uh, one on one end, you got a young aggressive, painful way, and then a more mature. It is what it is, but let me tell you what I know so that you can know it, type of way um, with with a brand newbie. But as far as the album goes, Foundation, um, the standout song to me is Don't Let It Go To Your Head. Love it. I really like that. Love it. I love Back Up Off The Wall. I actually like that feature with Loom. Loom killed that hook. He killed the hook. I like I'm Black and I'm Proud. I love Probable Cause. Mm-hmm. It, it was, they did it in kind of a witty way, but it is still shedding light on how we interact with the police or vice versa. Yeah. Um, uh, I like You For Me. I mean, I, I like the album all the, you for all me the way was thrown dope. through. Yeah, You For Me yeah. was dope. I honestly like the album all the way through. You got different levels of skill. Some artists, some, some you know, you got one guy that has more of a um, devil may care style. And you got one guy that's just more of the the swab dude that'll give you give you a little a little less fluff every so often and hit you with something that's impressive. Then you got the other dude that's really trying to focus and let you know, hey, I can spit. Um, and it, it balances out. It's cool. Like, and then I like. I kind of like their voices too, especially Grand Pooba and Sadat X. Like it's something about their voices that's that's a little funny to me. You know, like when they get on, <laughs> it makes me it makes me like yeah, they was like, dope, man. It was, a, it was a fly group, man. It was a fly group. I always like Brandon. Yeah. Like it, they make me chuckle, man, when I hear, especially when whenever Sadat X get on. You know, it makes me like chuckle you know like it makes me i really enjoy it then you got black press so 
Dead Prez, you mean? Oh, I mean Dead Prez, my fault. <laughs> Black oh, Prez. Might, 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 might as well be, though. <laughs> Hip hop, if, if that ain't obvious, the standout song, because, you know. Shout out to I'm the first three seconds of the video. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. You got I'm an African? <laughs> yeah. I love I'm an African. I mean, okay. man, I like the whole album, man. This is another one of those face-offs where it was hard for me to decide. So, like, off of familiarity, I would say, brand Nubian. But, like, all in all, even though the last part of uh, uh, Dead Press seemed to, it kind of started to lose its uh, momentum, in my opinion, mm. it's, I still picked the... Uh, no, I'm going. I'm going brand new. <laughs> foundation. I'm going foundation. I, I um, yeah, because I I know if I had those two albums to decide on to listen to again, if they were just sitting in front of me, I would I would pull out foundation first and listen to it. But it's okay. pretty even. Okay. All right. Understood. Understood. I, I had no idea which one you were going to lean for. I it was. So I never officially heard the um, Dead Prez album. I heard, I heard, you know, some songs from it. But when I listened to it all the way out through, it was a complete album, man. Like these, they, they, they're obviously young, but they, they didn't. They sound like they were knowledgeable of what they're talking about more to like they experienced some of the things they were talking about, other than it being like secondhand knowledge. And that's like impressive for somebody, so for people that young, you know, the first album, like you could tell they were young dudes, but they, um, it was a, it was a nice solid album, but you know, it's, you know, Brand Nubian has a, they have a way about them that's like appealing to me. So I think that's why I went with Brand Nubian Foundation. Understood, man. Understood. Yeah. Brand, Brand Nubian is dope, man. Uh, always has been. All right, Jamil, I'll swing it over to you. Between these two albums, Foundation or Let's Get Free, which one were you feeling more? So I'd, I'd like to take this time and say that I have been real hard on Lord Jamar <laughs> on, on these here airwaves. Um, I forgot how dope he was. <laughs> I did. And this is not even their like their best work. Um, his in particular. But uh, Foundation was was a really, really dope project. Um, it was, a, a, I think, a departure from their typical sound, which, you know, for better or worse, it, it's it's always good to be innovative. Um, that intro with Premiere, though, uh, I can't remember the name of the, tr- the return. The return, yeah. Yeah, that was a banger. That was a banger. Um, I think... Uh, the same tracks that Vince mentioned will probably be my standouts as well, uh, with the exception of Back Off the Wall. I I think the piano sample on that was dope. Um lyrically that was a solid one, but it was it was the loon um the loon collab threw me off a little bit. Uh, but don't it, 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 it surprised it surprised me too, but I actually liked it. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't bad. It just it was it was weird. It still feels weird. But then you get to that. Let's get free. And man, let's get free. How you 
throwing all your all your clothes out and you finna wear all black leather all the time. <laughs> kind of koofy. Kind of koofy like you man, you ready you ready for war at all times. <laughs> Drop out of school because of recess. We don't play no games. And right from the beginning, like you know, their press kind of lets you know what it is really from beginning to end. They they have a theme that the album stuck with and it, it was true to the the title of it like it's all about freedom self-actualization and you know basically overturning the system of oppression by any means necessary and, and you know they they go to some extreme lengths that i wouldn't necessarily condone uh but the message of recognizing the inequality in the system as it exists is, is what i can certainly get behind and um that one was probably a lot closer to my uh, my era also and it's interesting it's an interesting factoid that lord jamar discovered dead press i didn't know that but that that kind of makes sense yeah yeah you sure did so it's kind of hard to pick let's get free with that being like the the branch off of which foundation um kind of grew or it grew from you know the tree of, of where brand nubian was but that's exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> Let's Get Free was definitely the winner for me. Um, I like Foundation. It was just a little bit too jiggy for me, though. Like, yeah. sonically. I um, see that. I can see that. I was like, man, did, is this a bad boy production? What is with all these bells? And nah, I can get it. Tone like you... and Pope did the beats, man. What, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Cause we know ja, we know Jamil and Jiggy is, is a, a, a two different things. I cannot get Jiggy with this. Hey, we know Jamil like and getting Jiggy is, is. I've never seen Jamil that. get Jiggy. <laughs> Just told y'all, I don't play. <laughs> now y'all done seen me get Jiggy, but <laughs> indeed. Nah, I mean Foundation. Um, Lyrically, it, it, it was solid pretty much through and through. The only issues that I had really with the, with the with the album was the production. Um, but even through that, like there were definitely songs that stood out that were just dope, like undeniably dope. Um, probable cause me, and one of them, you for me, is probably my favorite one. If not, don't let it go to your head. Uh, I love maybe one day. Oh man, old old, old, old uh, Chicago comment. When Common was in his prime, he was yes. he, yeah. he was he was he was on fire at this point. Yes, this yeah, is pre Badu, yeah. pre crochet pants and all that. <laughs> this was pre Dilla Common. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, it just had a little bit too much too much sheen on it for me. Uh, foundation where the let's get free. You know, it kind of packaged up what you were getting. You knew what you were getting beginning to end. And although there were a couple of skips, I think I, I found myself um, skipping more tracks on the foundation than I did on the Let's Get Free. Mm, okay. <clears throat> Real quick. Are there any let's skips? Get free. Oh, uh, Be Healthy. That's, a, that's, that's a, skip. a skip for you. Okay. Well, here's why it's a skip for me. You would think that that's kind of right up my alley. That's kind of how I'm, I'm, I've been moving lately. But it reminds me of the niggas we was talking about last week on the yo-yo. 
<laughs> like, <laughs> like all I eat is fruits and vegetables and and, and ginger root and sea moss. Wheat I don't grass. drink no I don't drink no liquor, but I smoke weed. Like, hold on, bro. One of these things are not like the other. <laughs> well, weed so is trying to turn. <laughs> God put this here for me and you. <laughs> Manage, man. But that's the logic that's being used. And so for me, it, it kind of turned me off. Like, and it's a couple other moments like that where they Dead Prayers definitely has a message that you can get behind, but then and once in a while stick. It's usually stick that does it too. We'll say something that's just just wild. It's like, come on, man, I was with you. <laughs> <laughs> I was riding with you. <laughs> you just went left on me. Bro, me and another partner of mine, my guy Jay, we we've had plenty of debates. Not even so much debates, just discussions about this particular album, this Dead Press yeah. album. But in certain messaging how we digest the years after you know years after the fact but go ahead i'm sorry i cut you off no no it's all good i was i was pretty much wrapping up anyway both both quality albums and if you haven't heard them i would recommend you do so but for me it's the let's get free okay okay all right man this was a great one for me man just two really really black albums unapologetically unapologetically black albums from two unapologetically black groups um, the brand Nubian album, The Foundation, great, great comeback album. Great, great return to form for them. I bumped this hard my freshman year in high school. So this was a great trip down memory lane for me. You know, Vince already touched on how they had three MCs with variant styles, super black. These were one of the groups, along with Wu-Tang, actually, that exposed me to the five percenters, the Nation of mm-hmm. God's Nerves. Uh, because I mean Wu Tang yeah. had it in their slang and everything too, but Brand Nubian just talked about it way more. So that's how I got kind of got hip to that. Um, the production was really slick, um, and it was great representation for elder statesmen in the game coming back uh, to make an album. And when I, whenever I listen to it, it and it's it's funny y'all mentioning tracks by Loon. I was actually going to mention the track by Buster Rhymes. I felt that was a way worse Ooh. track than the track yeah. with Loon. But like yeah, I, that those, did, yeah. those were tracks that I would just I would just skip. You know, every time I would I would listen to the album back in high school, I would just skip those, you know, with ease. But man, but whenever I listen to to, to Foundation, I am mentally and emotionally thrown back in time to a very specific time and place and a very special time and place in my life, in my musical development, you know, where I was kind of waking up. So for me, the nostalgic value of Foundation uh, was and and, and is, ext- and will always be extremely high for me. But objectively speaking, The Dead Prayers was just a better album. It was a punch to the gut. It was an assault on the senses in, in, in all the best ways. I had never heard nothing like like Dead Prayers before. Like, I, I heard Public Enemy, but just let's just be real. M1 and Stigman are way better MCs than Chuck D. Just just lyrically. Maybe, maybe not in terms of stage presence and voice, but but lyrically, they're 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 way more detailed and they're way more targeted in who and what they're taking aim at. Mm-hmm. And that to be the, fair I, though, they came up in a in a time where that's that's where hip hop was going too. Where you know nobody was really rhyming like that when when P first came out. True, true. 
you know, and a well-balanced album too. You know, it wasn't just the man like F the government, you know, they talked about specific things, the school system and what they had a problem with, the prison system. They talked about health and diet, you know, being sexually attracted to a woman and her, you know, you know, her her mentality. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Her maturity, being armed, being disciplined, you know, and we even we even got a dope instrumental track on here, too. You know, and yeah, I, yeah, yeah. And I, I felt, I felt all these little different factors just contributed to a well-rounded album. Whereas I felt Grand Nubian kind of watered down, or, or not, not so much watered down, but balanced out their unapologetic blackness with attempted club bangers with Buster Rhymes and Loon. Whereas Dad <laughs> Prez did it with like just, just we're just gonna do a track about eating right, or we're gonna do a track about discipline and not going out to kick it so much and just or being healthy you know what i mean or or, or, you know and 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 don't get me wrong man brand brand nubian is definitely a whole vibe they are they are a whole vibe as a group but just just being objective about the music i felt the dead prayers was just a better crafted album i'm looking at the the track listing to see if there's any real skips on here like I, I really can't think of one like man unpopular opinion I wasn't as high on hip hop as a lot of people it's the beat man like yeah and maybe also, it got it got it got played to death to me cause like I that was the only track yeah. that, that got any type of radio play or video play like maybe I just heard play. too much yeah maybe I just heard but, it and it I became mean, the thing for Dave Chappelle show but I, if you ask me, like I thought tracks like Police State and Psychology and mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> Pistol and Man, Pistol and, and Animal Man, I thought those were way better tracks than hip hop. Yeah, but it is an appeal about hip hop the way it that beat, man. Yeah, it, especially for that time, it grabbed your attention, and then. Like like I said, one of those segments we're going to have one day. This will be on the list of one of the best openings to a song, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, opening lines, yeah. Yep. But yeah, this, this, don't get me wrong, the brand new being, like I said, like the nostalgic value for for, for that particular album is very, very high for me. Like, you know, I'm, I'm transfixed to a very special and happy time in my life uh, when I mm. whenever I listen to it but man that day of prayers just woke something up in me that was completely different you know and which is which is funny because it's like these albums came out what a year and a half apart from each other mm. and now that I'm looking at it so that's 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 a now that's the episode we should do albums we bumped the most in high school mm. <laughs> For better or for worse, you know what I mean. Fair. Like, mm. Oh, education of Lauren Hill. Like, like, and we should take it like year by year for your freshman year, your sophomore year, your junior year, and your senior year. Hey, yes. that's a that's a that would be a beautiful segment right there. Yeah, that's what we a lot should. Of, do, a lot of a lot of a lot of puffy in there. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I thought she was gonna take say that. a lot of. A lot of uh, two live crew. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been a little bit of that. It's a lot, a lot of do or die. 
Twisting the Speed Not Mobsters. Um, mm-hmm. I used to bump that that album, believe it or not. But yeah, man, I, I love both these albums. You know what I mean? If 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 a younger if a young kid wanted to ask me which one they should they should listen to first, I would probably put them on to the Dead Press. Definitely. Now the here here's the thing, and Vince, you kind of touched on it. <clears throat> I it's hard for me to think of a setting where I would bump the dead press over the brand Nubian. Even though I know it's the better album. Like if I'm on my way to go play basketball, I'm driving to the court, I'm probably and I and I had to bump one of these albums, I'm probably gonna bump the brand newbie. I know what they know exactly what you mean. There's a certain charm to the brand Nubian album that the Dead Press doesn't have on theirs. It's a certain, it's just a certain sparkle to it, you know? Yeah, yeah. But the Dead Press album is phenomenal. And they 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 take it there. They they really take it there. You know, lines like F your Bible, get on your knees and praise my rifle. You know, it was it was i was like man these are some tough bars and then you know hey their 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 worldview is their worldview you know like i get it you know they're they're they were they were digesting all the ugliness and in, in, in the in just the terrible history of the world and you know mm-hmm. white supremacy and prejudices and and spitting it back out at you in a very unapologetic way and you know i was with it man i was with it you know yeah, man, they were they were taking it there, bro. They were taking it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah about that. <laughs> you know, so, you know, an- another conversation me and my my guy used to have was like their their stance on the school system, because we were just kind of like, yeah, this song could people could get the wrong message from day schools. People might yes. get them get the message that you're saying you don't need school, or and like. That kind of was the message, though, and I, I understand like the larger point that they were making, but I don't know that that was made clear enough. That's just through me kind of having an understanding of their perspective. But if I'm impressionable and I'm just listening to that, like that's really what the message was: drop out of school. I think at the very, very end of the song, they cleaned it up enough, but maybe that's just me. And then being an older man, yeah, I think you understand it. Yeah, exactly. So maybe at, as a at a as a younger guy that wasn't feeling school, maybe I might not have got the message the same way. Hmm. But I, I felt like that too. Like, man, this is this is dangerous. <laughs> this is <Right>. dangerous. <laughs> Yeah, they, the, un, the unspoken part is was the most important part. If you're gonna drop out of school, you need to replace it with another education, man. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and that, and that that message might get 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 kind of lost, you know. But yeah, yeah, very 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 good album, man. Very very good. Album. I had another thought on it, but I I lost it that quick. Uh, oh, I was saying, oh, my only real skip is mindsets. Ian hates black love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the, like oh, and it no. wasn't even it wasn't even that the song was bad. It was just corny. It doesn't fit it doesn't fit the album. It like everything else is is powerful. It's kind of what I said last week about um the Add Two album where you know you had the love song in the midst of all of this 
this powerful messaging and i recognize that that is a part of it just it i don't know it felt a little disjointed to me on that album and on this one even though i do like mine so good 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 clean song <laughs> i like that filth where i'm filthy i'll be listening to on bet uncut <laughs> It'll be coming out of Miami. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. All right. Good, good album face off, man. Most definitely. All right. Next up, um, let's go ahead. Let's cap off this episode like we always do with another segment of What You Bumping, where I invite you all to share with the listeners what you've been bumping for the past week or so. So Vince, man, this week I'm anxious to hear what you've been bumping. Alright, so and I'm like frustratingly appreciative. <laughs> <laughs> frustratingly appreciative of the face-off of last week because I can't stop listening to that ad to Jim Crow the musical. I can't stop listening to it. And it's your fault. (laughs) I I gladly, I'll be that Red Man style. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like... That's what I, that's what I I like to see happen. I, I I made him too happy. Right. <laughs> hey, but real real talk though, man. Um I it's like I hate that I love that album so much. Man, it is a quality project. That was that's yeah. a tough one to put down. My bad. Y'all can hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. I don't know what the last thing I said was, but it was you was, was getting in your bag and here. No, you're saying this is what you like about um, the, the face-off or something? Yeah, yeah. Something to the, something to the effect of, uh, like, putting people on uh, to music or something? Yep, yep. Yeah, just, you know, helping y'all find something that'll work its way into your permanent rotation. Dude, it just won't go away, man. <laughs> like, like it's it keeps rearing its ugly head but in a beautiful way like i i'm glad it does but at the same time it's like how many times am i gonna listen to this hey, right. it's dope it's dope put 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 your people yeah. on dude this this is cap- captivated me like like that um Cy Ari the kid mm-hmm. um, shadows shadows in the shade the first one like it just captivated me and this 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 definitely has done it. I I, I kid you not. I I have heard this album at least ten times. Dang, you gonna like, be mad? You gonna be mad in next week's album face off because this is gonna be what kind of left field? Hey, I'm here for it, man. Because <laughs> uh, as long as it ain't Lil Yachty, uh, <laughs> because I'm frustrated about that too. Because I listened to it again just to um, make sure I wasn't just being biased um but i wasn't i, I really want to hear what jamil has to say about it but um <laughs> i actually forgot about it oh uh, you gotta do it man <laughs> you gotta do it um but yeah that 
I started listening to other brand Nubian albums, which made me listen to uh, Mary J. Blige's album because uh, I just wanted to hear what's the 411. That's funny. Because that's where I really got um, introduced to them, was off of that song. Then I, I listened to some Wu Tang, ran the gauntlet on Slum Village because it seems like I, they, I, I, I repeat them a lot just because I, I really love Slum Village, man. There's something about them too that I really like. Then I got into my fabulous bag. I don't know what was wrong with me. I, I, I kind of just ran a gauntlet on Fabo and thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> mm. They don't, people don't talk about his skill enough. They don't talk about fabulous enough. Fabulous, fabulous, unfortunately, just doesn't have any classics. It's, 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 it's a shame, you know. Uh, you, mean, you mean Ghetto Fabulous wasn't no, uh, wasn't a classic, man? You talking about that first joint? That first joint. It was hot. <laughs> it was fire, man. I honestly um, don't remember it at all. Oh, I remember some key things about it. Like, he had some noticeable lyrics, man, quotables. But, no, I just think Fabulous is like one of those guys that he just gets, he gets lost within the 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 amount of rappers just around he just gets lost in there you know and like you when you hear him it's like oh yeah he's dope but it's just like he just gets back lost you know lost through the people again it's like some people are like that like it seems like they got everything they need but for some reason it's just something that nobody can really explain why but they just don't get over that hump for, for me it was always his delivery uh it's like I, I look at his, I, I listen to his bars, and it's like, okay, nothing he's saying is whack, but it's like it's the way he spits it. It sounds like he's not even concerned with impressing me. Mm. Okay, okay. Maybe he's got some some tracks where he really spazzes out. I don't know, but oh no, nah, he'll spaz. I he, love he's creative. He, he's he's creative. Like, have you ever heard that song, Fem Slick? Mm-mm. Oh, you would love that. I'll definitely check it out. Yes, uh, you will like the video too. Okay, then, for sure. Mm. Yeah, yeah. The name of the song is Them Slick. So it's T H I M Slick. Play on words like Slim Thick, but it's it's a play on words. You, you you'll like you'll like it. Got but it. Uh, that's basically that's basically it. Okay, cool, cool. Jamil, man, this week what you been bumping? Uh, I too was bumping the uh add to Jim Crowder musical. Also went back and was bumping Little Brother again. Um but this time it was May the Lord Watch again. Just dope dope uh project. That's always gonna be in a rotation. Uh was playing Donuts, Dilla Donuts, um also the Shining Instrumentals was bumping at uh Erica Badu New America Part One. Bro, I was bumping that. Nah, that's crazy. <laughs> Dead serious, bro. <laughs> that's wild. Jinx. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I just randomly picked that one up. Oh, um, man. And uh, Otis Redding, the uh, Dictionary of Soul. Oh, okay. That's about it for me. All right. <clears throat> 
I was bumping Erica Badu, New America Far One. <laughs> I'm a bad was... mother, and I don't mind dying. Probably, man, that might be my second favorite Erica Badu album. I can see that after Mama's Gone. Uh, actually, Mama's Gone might be three. Ooh. Ooh. I would have to. I would have to listen to him again. Interesting. I had to listen to him again. Um, I was bumping West Side Gun, uh, Supreme Blind Tail. I was also bumping West Side Gun 10. I was bumping Kamiko Kasai Butterfly, a very enjoyable album. Mm-hmm. I was also bumping a tribe called Quest. We got it from here. Thanks for your service. Just to see if I still feel the same about it in terms of where it lands in Tribe's discography. I'll share my thoughts next week uh, on that. Uh, I was also bumping Benny the Butcher, Tana Talk 3. And I was bumping the new Oh No album, uh, Good Vibes. It's a, uh, it's a very brief instrumental um, album, uh, but it's, it's got a lot of like Brazilian samples on it. Very, uh, very, very enjoyable. Very, very pleasant. But yeah, yeah, that's, that's all I've been bumping. Um, Jamil, you got any album anniversaries for us? Actually, quite a few this week, finally. Celebrating five years this week. Um, Jericho Jackson. Oh, snap. Uh, yeah. For some reason, I thought that came out in 17. But, yep. Celebrating five years this week. So, it's, it's now uh, eligible for the conversation on is it a classic or not. I don't know that it's necessarily in the running, but... <laughs> It has it has met the time requirement. <laughs> oh, most definitely. That, that that that's a conversation we definitely gonna revisit later on in the year. Yes, indeed. Celebrating uh, fifteen years this week. Uh, P. Rocks and Wise Finest. Um, wow. Yeah, celebrating twenty years this week. We got a trifecta. You got a uh, Freeways um, debut album, Philadelphia Freeway. You got Merce, uh, End of the Beginning. And yes, Dylan Rough Draft. Yes, indeed. I was hoping you wasn't going to catch the Merce. I can't believe that was 20 years ago. 20, 20 years. Wild. That's wild. And uh, celebrating 35 years this week, uh, Biz Marquis going off. Oh, snap. Another legend going wow. too soon. Okay. All right. I'm but sorry. We got I'm, some heat. Yeah, we did get some heat. We did get some heat. I'm sorry, I, I was temporarily distracted by this headline on uh, alleging Ice Spice and Pete Davidson are dating. They're not the same. Person. He's a munch. He's a munch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand the appeal of Ice Spice. You, you don't? No, I'm not seeing it. Uh, okay. Um. You don't see it, you don't oh. see it. I, I, I think I know what you're saying. I will say this. You're talking about her music? Hair, well, no. I'm, just, well, I'm talking about like her face. She looks like a Raggedy Ann doll. <laughs> she does not. Hey, you... <laughs> hey, you right. You right, but that still doesn't take away from her, her attractiveness. But I will say this. That hairstyle is only for her because I've seen it too many times in Arizona. 
to know that nobody else should be doing that. <laughs> that little curly rounded off fro thing, that is for her and her alone. The pom pom, yeah, that's that's just for her. Let her do that. Nobody else should adopt that. Hey, shout out to Pete Davidson if that's true. <laughs> Moving through him. Oh man. But yes, we will be back next week, gentlemen. And then after next week, we're going to take I'm gonna take a week off and then we're gonna come back, close out the season strong. And uh but yeah, we will be back next week with more album with another album face off, more topics. I wanna thank you all for hopping on and carving the time away from your families to make the show what it is as always. So with that, I will bid y'all adieu and I'm gonna say peace. Previously on Rick and Morty. Pigs with the heads of men, spat acid, laced up my third eye closed like classic. Clock in the crocodile, Lake Placid, crooked as a Captain Hook, one handed. Peter Pan was written by Pedro. George Washington teeth, they come from Geppetto. Really a slave, Pocahontas really was raped. John Smith ain't cave, she was underage. Thanksgiving was made on the native grave. Jesus Christ wasn't born on Christmas Day. Columbus men killed about 300k in his name on your calendars right now. See? I said his name on your calendars right now. God's jewelry, the cruelty is foolery Every molecule in me is ruled by ingenuity My ingenuity amount the hood in my eulogy I'll escape the poor, he thought stupidly Now I got my junior in the stew with me Fighting through this nightmare lucidly She losing me to lunacy Luna stretching out to see her odyssey Idiotacy, fusing what I'm spewing Like bulimia and OCD Socially, I'm soullessly with low esteem A broken dream, I hope it seems In my pocket, money soaking in the stream No inheritance, just arrogance for being parentless I'm Americans who treat my kids like we experiments Poor sound rents the prince away Crying a prince of pain Off the corner like the sun When your kids finger pain I'm the black doctor Oppenheimer Dropping my design of nuclear fusion That I leave infused to carbon fibers Radiation agitate the colon of a colonizer I was often higher as a coffin miner Now I'm sober as a cautious driver That a Sophia coffin So you can fall aside or unaliver Yo, I never sleep Cause death is sleep Silent advisor And that's word to Elijah I hate the bars like a bike Lock him with Sonny, lock him inside him I said, that's why the Elijah I handle bars like a biker with Sonny, lock him inside him Yeah The liar Cohen rocked the green eye And yo, he started yelling Them niggas selling two for five He started yelling Them niggas selling two for five Pigs with the heads of men Spat acid, lazed up my third eye closed Like classic Clock in the crocodile, Lake Placid, crooked as a Captain Hook, one-handed. Peter Pan was written by Pedro. Balenciaga is working with a pedal. Now repeat after me, Morty. Next time on Rick and Morty. Poem we did was called Billy Green is Dead. The economy's in an uproar. The whole damn country's in the red. The tax affairs is going up. What? You say Billy Green is dead.
the government can't decide on busing, or at least that's what they said. Yeah, I heard you when you told me. You said that Billy Green was dead. But let me tell you about these hot pants that this big leg sister wore when I was partying the other night. What'd you say? Billy took an overdose. Well, now, junkies will be junkies, but did you see Gunsmoke last night? Man, they had themselves a shootout, and folks was dying left and right. At the end, when Matt was cornered, I had damn near give up hope. Why you keep on interrupting me? You say my son is taking dope. Well, then call the law and call the doctor. What you mean I shouldn't scream? My only son is on narcotics. Should I stand here like I'm pleased? Is that familiar, anybody? Check out what's inside your head, you see. Never seems to matter when it's Billy Green who's dead.